This podcast is brought to you by Anchor.fm, an easy and free way to get your podcast journey started. Whether you have been recording for years or you're looking for a place to start, Anchor FM is the way to go to get your podcast on all platforms. Click the link in the bio to get started. Top of the morning, 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 top of the morning. Thank you for tuning in to Top of the Morning, where we talk about sports and a whole lot more. I am Cameron, your host. Big things just keep getting bigger in the sports world as we have some new announcements to make today. The transfer portal in college football is a big thing, and it keeps getting bigger. To put into perspective, there have been 508 entries today into the transfer portal as of 2.11 p.m., and it is expected to be around 3,000 by the time everything is said and done. If you're wanting to know how the transfer portal works, before, if you transfer, you had to sit out an entire year before playing with your new team. Now there is dates implemented where you can transfer with no penalty. So 45 days between December 5th and January 18th, where you can transfer to your new school with no penalty. And then another window of 15 days, May 1st through the 15th. If you're a graduate transfer or your head coach is fired, then obviously you're able to transfer and play with no penalty. Some big names that have entered the transfer portal recently, a few quarterbacks whose names may stand out to you. One and probably the biggest being DJ Ui Angalele, leaving Clemson. He started this past weekend against North Carolina in the conference championship game. He went two series and went three and out both times and just did not play well. He got replaced by his backup quarterback, who was a freshman, Cade Klubnick, who had a heck of a game. 20 for 24, 296 yards and two touchdowns. After that, he pretty much solidified that he is the starter and will be the starter for the next three to four years. A couple of the big-name quarterbacks that are in the portal is Devin Leary of NC State, Spencer Sanders of Oklahoma State, Keaton Slovis from Pittsburgh, Graham Mertz from Wisconsin, and Jeff Sims from Georgia Tech. So really big names in the portal, and those are just quarterbacks. There is a bunch of other positions in the portal as well. The portal's a big thing, and it just keeps getting bigger. It'll make for some interesting shakeups next year in college football. Other updates, Deshaun Watson played in his first game back from suspension against his former team, the Houston Texans, this past Sunday, and he looked terrible. So he had no touchdowns, one interception, 130 yards, and the offense did not generate a single point. However, they did win the game, and they did put up 27 points, but the offense did not generate a single point. So Deshaun Watson has some work to do with his Cleveland Browns offense. Jacoby Brissett was sitting the bench, and he probably will continue to sit the bench. You don't give a quarterback $230 million to sit the bench behind a backup. So you can expect Deshaun Watson to keep getting those reps. He just has to get back into the flow of things. Another quarterback in the NFL who struggled is Baker Mayfield, and the Panthers actually announced his release today. So now that Baker Mayfield is released, there is a rumor that he might be getting signed to the San Francisco 49ers because of Jimmy Garoppolo's foot injury that will keep him out the rest of the season. Now, let's not forget San Francisco 49ers used third overall pick on Trey Lance last year. So I'd be surprised that even if they did sign Baker Mayfield, that Baker would start. I think they would go with Trey Lance and make Baker Mayfield the backup just in case anything were to happen. That's it for the updates. Now to get into today's episode. Deion Sanders has been a big topic of conversation this past week as he has left Jackson State University to take the head coaching job at Colorado University. Now, this decision for Coach Prime to leave Jackson to go to Colorado has left people with some mixed feelings, not just players, but fans all around the world. Deion Sanders came to a Jackson State team and changed the whole culture of that program. He recruited a guy by the name of Travis Hunter, who was originally committed to Florida State, which is Deion Sanders' alma mater. And he flipped his transfer to go play with Coach Dion at Jackson State. 
And he that's the type of guy he was. He was able to bring in these top talent players and just change the whole culture. They recently just went undefeated and won the SWAC championship, and now Dion's moving on. He made a comment to his team before he told them that he was going to be taking that Colorado job. He said, as a coach, either you get fired or you get hired. Something along the lines. I think he used some interesting words in there. but And that's the truth. As a coach at Jackson State at an HBCU where you're making about four hundred thousand dollars a year maybe three hundred thousand dollars a year and you get an opportunity to go to colorado and make around five million dollars a year now of course money is not everything colorado just went one and eleven so they are not a really good program right now but you saw what Dion could do with the culture at Jackson State, so so he should be able to do the same thing at Colorado. When he addressed his new Colorado team in the meeting room, he said that his quarterback was coming with him, quarterback by the name of Shadur Sanders, who was Dion's son, and he said he was bringing 10 other guys with him and that they're all dogs and that they're going to eat. He also mentioned that some positions were already taken care of because of the guys from Jackson State that were coming. So he told the guys at Colorado to enter the transfer portal or whatever you got to do, which is an interesting take and an interesting approach as a new head coach coming into a new program and basically saying, hey, you guys are not good enough. My guys are. Y'all need to leave. Now, some people love that approach. Some people don't like that approach. I'm pretty indifferent to it because I understand first things first, it's a business. College football is a business. Professional football is a business. Coaching is a business. You take what's given to you and you got to take care of yourself first. Yes, the kids matter, the players matter. Yes, you got to look out for their best interests as well. But when you're presented with an opportunity like this to go to a higher level Division I school in a pretty talent-packed conference that is a Pac-12, you'd be kind of foolish not to take that. Now, while Coach Prime was at Jackson State, what did he do for that program outside of football? There's been some reports that before Coach Dion got there, that if it rained, they couldn't even practice because of their field conditions or because of they just didn't have the money to fund a practice facility like they wanted to or like they needed. So Coach Prime was able to get them two practice fields, a new locker room, a new football facility, a new training facility. He ushered a 10-year TV rights deal with HBCU Go, $30 million in direct economic impact for the city of Jackson, and he brought awareness to issues within the city of Jackson. All these things that he's not paid to do but that he wanted to do for the team, for the city, for the school, for the guys. He did a whole lot, and he even donated a lot of his own money in order to get them all these better things. So he did a lot for Jackson State while he was there. So now that he's leaving, people are calling him you know, a traitor, a sellout, you know, things of that nature. And one of the biggest things, because that he's he was at an HBCU, and now he's going to a PWI. For those who don't know the abbreviations, HBCU is a historically black college and university, and a PWI is a predominantly white institute. So they're calling him a sellout because he went to a PWI, but they don't understand that the big picture. The big picture is he's going to coach football. He's not going to be around white people. He's going to coach football and he's going to go change another culture, change another program. Colorado some years back, they were a pretty good football team. They were ranked in the top 25. They had some good players. They sent some people to the NFL. But as of recently, they just haven't been good. And Colorado, even before then, weren't good. They had a couple years where they were good, but historically, they're not a very good football team. So now that Deion's going there, he's bringing players with him. There was a player from IMG Academy in Florida who just flipped his commitment to Colorado to play for Coach Deion there. And the players that he's bringing from Jackson State are going to help him change the culture there at Colorado. As far as the comments go about him telling the Colorado team that he's got some guys coming with them and that they're dogs and that they're going to eat and telling them to hit the transfer portal. While I don't love the approach to that, at times you got to be honest. In the video that was recorded when he was saying all these things, he gave them the floor to speak. 
he said, hey, y'all can speak up. Don't start talking when y'all leave the room. I'm giving you the floor to speak now. So they could have said their differences to that and saying, like, hey, you know, what do you mean by that? You can't just do that. But you see it all the time. Coaches will go to a new school. They'll bring players with them. They'll bring coaches with them. Head coaches are hired, and they'll fire everybody on staff and bring in a new coach staff because that's who they're comfortable with. You see it all the time because, like I said, it's a business. So do I look forward to seeing what Colorado can do next year with Coach Prime? Yes. Is Coach Prime coaching going to bring more revenue to the football team? Yes. Why? More butts will be in seats. They will come to the game solely because Deion Sanders is a household name and they say, hey, he's coaching the Colorado football team. He's going to do some good things. We're going to go watch and see what he does. The signing alone is going to generate a lot more revenue for the Colorado football team. The players that he's bringing and the players that will commit in the near future is going to bring a lot more success to the Colorado football team, if I had to guess. So he hasn't even done anything yet on the field, but he's already changing the culture. Now, he did leave players behind at Jackson State. He was there a few years and then he left. Yes, I understand that. You know, he left you behind. He said, you know, people weren't coming with him to Colorado. People felt abandoned, whatever you want to think. I could say it day in and day out and all day. It's a business. And it's not like he left Jackson State in bad shape. All the things he did for Jackson State, they didn't have to do. He could have just took what they gave him and made it work. He could have just had rained out practices and went in the gym and did walkthroughs like some high schools have to do. Division I college football program shouldn't have to do that, but Jackson State was one of the schools that had to do that. So he changed everything about that school in just the short couple of years that he was there. And now he's leaving the future, the rest of the kids that come in and commit, the other players who are getting interest from Jackson State. If they still go there, they're still going to walk into a beautiful facility, to a program that has been changed and uplifted and progressed into something that it has not been and something that I wasn't used to. So Coach Dion did a lot of good things for them. Now he's going to go do more good things for Colorado. As long as Dion Sanders wins when he gets to Colorado, and as long as he recruits well, and as long as he coaches these guys to be the best players they can be, and as long as he sends guys to the next level, there shouldn't be any complaints. So everybody that's upset with the decision that he made, they're just going to have to be upset because it is what it is. It's his life. It's his decision. He's going to do what is best for his family, best for himself, and what puts him in the best position to do what he loves to do, which is coach football and be around these guys and help them become better players. So that's just my thoughts on it. Everybody's going to have their own opinion about it, and I understand that. But I just wanted to come on here and give you a little quick tidbit of my thoughts on it and and how I feel about the entire situation. So that's it for today's episode. Another update before we go that I forgot to say in the beginning. Star wide receiver for Ohio State, Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to continue rehabbing that hamstring injury that's been bothering him all season, and he is not going to play in the college football playoffs, and he will enter the NFL draft. So I wish the best of luck to Jackson. I wish he could play in the playoffs. That would just be another weapon for C.J. Stroud and another threat for the Georgia Bulldogs. But, you know, Jackson had to do what's best for him in that situation. People are upset about that too, but I understand. Jackson, go get that bag. Go be a first-round pick. Go into the NFL healthy so you can show everybody what you can do. So that's it for today's episode. Remember to click the link in the bio to be a supporter of this episode. Monthly donations available. It can be something as small as 99 cent. Everything's appreciated. Until next time. Top of the morning, 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 top of the morning. Hold on.